welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Good afternoon and welcome to today's episode of the Trady Hour. This is season number two and this is episode number five and we're so happy to be again just coming back just like a, a continuous cycle on a Monday afternoon. Um, wherever you may be, um, feel free to get engaged, get, get get involved. Please ensure as you have been, send your questions and or uh, uh, statements and or thoughts um, as we go through the show this afternoon. I'm really, really pleased as it relates to today's topic, today's conversation. When you think about business, when you think about community, when you think about trade and construction-based businesses throughout Australia right now, throughout New Zealand right now, and most places in the world, you know, we are for the first time in 20 years officially, officially in an inflationary economy. What does that actually mean? Well, it means prices and uh, and, 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 and challenges as it relates to, to uh people, resources, all these bits and pieces and the cost of doing business from fuel to logistics to shortage of material, shortage of uh, resources is all coming in to one, 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 I guess, uncomfortable place called how do I deal with this and what am I doing with this? It is a fact right now, and this is really important that we start here because being part of a community and having a community that you trust and ultimately refer to and or be open-minded to learn from helps you understand how you might be able to navigate through the current challenges in the economy called the inflationary economy. Right now, jobs that you quoted as early as or as late as October, November, December 2021, if you're delivering those jobs in March, April, May, June 2022, you're already 7 8% behind the eight ball because of the cost and the increased cost in material and the cost of labour and definitely logistics. So I want to be really clear here this afternoon, we're going to be talking and sharing about the challenges that are in the market right now and the challenges faced by construction and trade-based businesses. We don't need to go and, and, and reference big businesses in construction that have absolutely folded and the domino effect that that's causing, particularly in Queensland and, and, and northern northern areas of um, Australia and parts of New Zealand and definitely it's starting to filter in to businesses in Victoria and South Australia and Tasmania as it relates to the cost of doing business. And as it relates to good, decent, family-run businesses that are obviously going broke right now or filing for insolvency because their bigger customer, their bigger customer, their bill, the big bigger builder did not pay them and has now folded and that's had a ripple effect that's playing a big, 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 big piece of drama for a lot of innocent people in the market right now in trades and construction. So welcome. Today's the Trade Hour, episode number five, where we are definitely talking about community. So I want to welcome, I want to welcome James Denton, a significant influencer at the at Carpentry Australia, a business that started 10 years ago and currently has 9,000, 9,000 deep in its community called Carpentry Australia. Welcome, James. Good to have you here this afternoon. Hey, Stefan. Thanks for the intro. Um, yeah, good to be here and uh, happy to have a chat with everyone over the trade hour. 
Yeah, excellent. And uh, a resident, a resident participant at the Trady Hour, Matthew Adams, and uh, a phenomenal uh, business in its own right. A business that definitely beautifies basic and uh, very simple looking vans and cars and van and trucks and turns them into something amazing. A, a driving billboard is what I call it. A business called Tradey Wraps. It specifically works with trade and construction businesses throughout um, Victoria and, and now branching into other parts of Australia. Welcome, Matthew. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks, Stefan. Glad to be here again. So, mate, as I um, as we talk about community, as we talk about, you know, the intro today, and, and this is only going to get ramped up in terms of in our face, the, uh, the impact of um, inflationary pressures in the economy right now. And and realistically, for the, for the last three years, this has sort of come and gone. But right now, it's, a, it's the early stage of what is a three- to five-year cycle, and it's only going to multiply in terms of its challenges in business. But for you and, and, and the focus on working with just trade and construction-based businesses, what are you sensing as it relates to you now building the community um, for trade and construction-based business? What are you sensing as to what's happening at the grassroots level? Yeah, well, obviously, there's, there's just a lot of challenges you know, at every level, but you know, when when you talk about small businesses, um, the challenges are real, and the challenges you know have an impact on everyday people. And I mean, we're finding that there is a lot more um, because there's shortage of labour, or you know, the labour market's really tight. It's a, it's a, I suppose it's the balance is in the the workers' hands. I suppose we're seeing a lot more um, guys going out on their own. Um, and just, you know, their work's out there. So they're like, well, this is the time I'm going to take my step. Um, and you know, that, that's great for them. And it's a good opportunity for them to start in the world of business, but it also, you know, creates challenges for them because, you know, often they're just out there on their own and they, they do need community, business community around them, um, you know, to share and support them. Um, in knowledge and, you know, whether it be work or knowledge or both of those things. But, um, yeah, definitely, you know, the, the, I suppose the scenery is changing bit by bit. Um, and, you know, the challenges aren't changing though. No doubt. And, and you do need to be in the forefront of understanding. You don't need to be an expert, but you definitely need to be in the forefront of, okay. What is the next frontier? What is the next challenge? What is the next opportunity? And how am I navigating or pivoting my business? COVID, in fairness, for many of us is, is behind us. Um, and for many, we've readjusted and we've pivoted and we survived. And now it's the next challenge and or opportunity that appears. James, um, really interesting. I mean, we're talking about community and um, there's nothing um, better than speaking to a an organisation such as Carpentry Australia. But um, you know, many, many years ago, you guys saw a uh, an opportunity, but also a need as it relates to um, what you've built over the last ten years. Tell us why you actually why did carpentry what why did the birth of carpentry Australia actually happen? What what happened for that to happen? Yeah, um, thanks for that. Um, well, the reason we're jumping on this call is because I think um, a big part of what we do is the networking um, and having that network and support. Uh, our CEO, um, who's currently our CEO, started our business as you said, uh, 10 years ago, and he, 25 years ago, showing his age, completed his carpentry apprenticeship. Um, once you leave your carpentry apprenticeship, you're no longer in touch with your trade school um, and trade school teacher. You don't have your boss. You're now becoming 
a competitor of your boss. Um, and then all of a sudden you've got to find your own work, invoice, find your own team, find your own materials. Um, and so when you thought, you know, I'm really good at knocking up a frame, I'm good at building the deck, um, there's so much more to that business. Um, and we found really good tradespeople or carpenters were leaving the industry because they were hitting the road bumps and they didn't have anyone to call on. Um, so Carpentry Australia was born on the, if you hit that road bump and as a member, you can contact us anytime and we can then help you. And it might be, I need to find an apprentice because I'm building my work like we are out at trade schools every week and we can network with those. We've got, you know, 4,500 uh, apprentices on our database across Australia. Um, and then it might be that you need trades advice. So you can ring and speak to a qualified carpenter that can help you with it might be quoting a job. On our website, we have a rates calculator. So people, you know, might say to their mate, oh, what do you do? Stick framing rate. They choose that rate. They're a completely different round business and they aren't making money at the end of the day. So we have a rates calculator, which you can fill out from your expenses, your insurance, your tools, your everything. And it comes out with what you need to generate to get what you want. Um, so in general, we are a one-stop sort of shop. And um, as you can see, we've got a number of sponsors and supporters. Um, so when you contact us, you can get discounted insurance with IMA, you get discounted workwear with King G. Um, you can get your car wrapped through Tradie Wraps. We've got um, business um, development people that can help you out. We've got, um, if you want your website design, business cards, everything. Um, we don't personally do every part of that for you, but if you come to us with a um, something you need help with, um, we can then put you on to someone in our network, and that's where networking is important. Well, I guess, um, well, I guess the uh, the power of um, the power of building a community. Well, first things first. If I was a um, if I was a restaurateur, James, can I join Carpentry Australia as a can. member? No, you can't. Um, so not Matthew. If I was um, if I needed a big billboard in the middle of the freeway erected as a sign. Would you be able to help me? I'll help you find someone that can do that. Yeah. So the interesting thing about community, right? The interesting thing about community and a business benchmark group since 2005, we just work with trades and construction businesses. We do up to 50 business evaluation sessions every single week for businesses we are yet to work with officially. Like these are gifts that we give typically every week to business owners who run trades and construction business, anything from, you know, $500,000 a year businesses up to $20 million a year businesses. So the key in building a community is the commonality. It's the leverage of I now belong to a community that's very tight in terms of its focus and therefore I don't need to be sort of weaving through, you know, all sorts of labyrinths or, 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 or hidden holes to get to what I need so the key to building a community, as we've heard from our two guests here today at the Trade Hour, James Denton from Carpentry Australia and Matthew Adams from Trade Wraps, and even Business Benchmark Group, the key to ongoing success and leverage is being as tight as you can in building that community. So when I ask James right now, James, what are you seeing within the trades and construction industry as a challenge? And if I go one layer deeper and I say, what are you seeing as a challenge within the carpentry industry within Australia? And, and, and I'm sure you've got a handful of people in New Zealand. What do you see as a challenge? You're going to give me a couple of um, points of reference to that that's very, very specific. And that's the difference in building a community that's tight and you're committed for the long term to be relevant and you're constantly, constantly at the forefront of making it easy. 
for that community to have access to the best experts that they need. So, James, what are you seeing as a common a common point of frustration, challenge, issue in the carpentry industry in your community right now? Yeah, and uh, Carpentry Australia, we pride ourselves on being ahead of the game and we know what's coming, we know what challenges people are facing. Um, so during COVID, we were sending an industry update every single day to our members. Can you go in the car? Can your apprentice drive in the same car? Can you go on a, a, a house that has people in it? Can you work outside? All of those things were chaining daily rather than as part of our network. You didn't have to Google and you didn't have to be watching the news three hours a night, which was quite a depressing thing to be doing during COVID. We were giving you updates every day. This is what you can do. This is what you can't do. This is what you need to do to be safe and so forth. So people knew, all right, Carpentry Australia will keep me sorted. I'll focus on my business. Um, and then moving forward, we're now getting out of COVID. We, as you said, we're seeing higher fuel prices. Um, so we currently have a deal with EG Australia um, so that members can get um, discount insurance. So just by being a member of ours, you can get up to $0.08 cents a litre off your fuel just by being a member. So if you're paying a small fee to us, you'll get it back in that plus your discount insurance. So we're always looking at ways, okay, a challenge is um, people might have six or seven cars out and about on the road. That cost is going up. How can we help them? Um, and that's a direct way we can help. Um, and other ways, um, what we're seeing in the market is probably now people are busier. So there is a period where people are coming to us and saying, we need more job leads because we do send job leads. We send out work to our members. Uh, but at the moment, we're sending out probably more job leads because there's more people um, looking for carpenters than there is you know, work out there. So carpenters are coming to us and asking for another carpenter or another apprentice, which we help network with, um, which is another benefit. And we connect you with people, but we're more now putting our carpenters with other carpenters and expanding teams more than trying to find work for them, which is a good sign. It shows they're busy um, and there's a lot of work out there, which is really good for the industry. So if we think about, if we think about this, is a, uh, this is an interesting period in, yeah. in, in, in our economy. We've come out of COVID and that was truly uh, challenging for many, many businesses and many, many people in saying that. Um, we, we sort of navigated through that, and that was very unknown and very uncertain because it was a first time, particularly uh, 2020. So we've navigated through that, and now we're hitting this new challenge around um, I've got more work than I've ever had. Hmm. I'm not sure if my pricing models are where they need to be to accommodate the, uh, the increase in, yes, fuel, definitely materials, and the cost of labour. So if I was to talk about the... Um, the, the, the availability for resourcing, the availability for people available, for people to, you know, I go out to market, I need an extra one, two, three people to join my team. I'm finding it really hard right now and I'm, and I'm really busy. And I'm busy and I'm not even sure because I'm so busy whether I'm making money or not. And now I'm in this situation where I can't get people to do the work, which means I've got to work harder myself and do more and do longer hours, which means I'm getting tired. I'm getting frustrated. I'm not even sure if I'm actually making the right decisions in my business. And we are now paying 20, 30% more for what it used to cost us literally a year ago to hire people at various levels, whether that's you know third, fourth year apprentices, whether it's one, two, three years into um, um, qualified time. How, how, how do we navigate as business owners but also leaders of our communities, how do we navigate the, uh, the the feedback and the perspective to to business owners who are needing certainly to think about how we deal with this problem? 
Matthew, what what would you, what would be two or three tips you would give someone that's running a trade based business? It's tough to find the right people, but you can't give up because you can't keep on putting you know ten and twelve hour days every day for for a lot longer when your business is swelling with work. What what would you give as a tip as it relates to people who are looking for people right now? Well, I think the um, strength of your community is like it's so important because. You know, whether it be, you know, through an organisation like Carpenter in Australia or whether it be, you know, through, you know, Facebook groups, Instagram groups and things like that, like, you know, we, and I, I suppose you need to be on the constant. It's not just something that, oh, we're in, in this situation now. It's like that's not the time to kick off your thinking about, you know, your broader business community. It's like something that, should be happening naturally and all the time. Um, you know, we we constantly put the feelers out, not just for new staff, but for contractors. You know, we need we're looking for contractors in this this suburb, that suburb, that suburb, and you know, and then assessing who turns up. And sure enough, we've got a nice little community of contractors that if one can't do it, another might be able to. And that's, you know, that's the way that we, you know, I suppose we get around some of those issues. Might not be able to find the staff, but we've got a lot of contractors. And especially if you have good relationships, you know, um, without too much arm twisting, just a little bit of like, you know, help us out, mate. Um, you know, you can normally get the job done. And when you think about this, there's two problems to be solved here. And let's just be really clear. Anytime there is a problem that needs to be solved, anxiety also turns up. Stress will turn up, right? So there's two problems to be solved in your trade and construction-based business as it relates to the people part, the team part. One is I need more people. I don't know where to go and get them. And there's 2% unemployment in Australia, right? Obvious problem. The other problem is... I've got to keep my bloody team who's actually okay. I'm not exactly in love with them, but they're okay. I can't afford to lose anybody. So if we're running a tight labour market, and this is the sign of the times, right, it's tight, you cannot afford to lose your good people. So, James, what would you suggest in your, in, in, in I guess, your um, observation with Carpentry Australia what is it that business owners, leaders, regardless of what industry or, or specific trade or, or construction business, what is it that they could be doing to keep their current team versus not only do we need more people, but we're also losing the ones we got, which is like a double whammy. What do you recommend in your observation people can be doing? Yeah, I think it's an important point to when you are busy and when you are looking for staff not to uh, you know, just put all your focus in on chasing a new employee, you've got a valued team and you've got people there that are probably picking up the slack and doing the extra work. Um, so it's about um, putting focus on looking after those people, um, making sure that you communicate openly and if they are doing a little bit more work, um, you can, you know, acknowledge them for it. Um, and that's not just a monetary thing. If you look at the motivating factors of people, just achievement, um, uh, recognition, they're two very big motivating factors. So. When people are, you know, putting in time and effort to show that recognition, make them feel valued and show them that you are putting things in place and you are, you know, looking to get more people and the team will expand and um, show the benefits of what you are doing. 
um, if you just assume people know what you're doing and um, assume that they're just going to keep working and working and working, um, eventually they may decide, okay, the grass is greener elsewhere. Um, so you just want to make people feel valued, um, keep them motivated um, and keep it going. But at the same time, put your efforts into um, building your team because that can only go so long. So you can only stretch people for so so long. Um, so, yeah, while you are looking after your stuff, then do still do your job ads, network, speak to people and expand your team. Um, and so for carpentry businesses, they'll obviously have guys working longer hours and keeping things afloat. Um, but in the meantime, um, speak to us, sign up with us and then get us to help you get a couple of apprentices or even we might find a team that, you know, we know members in all areas and it might be we've got a team coming to us saying, well, we've got no work for the next month. Quick, you go help them, so forth, and they might help you. And then all of a sudden your network of knowing two or three other carpenters or other plumbers expands to that, you know, seven, 8,000. Um, so all of a sudden you've got access to people. Um, so, yeah, a mix of both. Look after your people but also put things in plan and put time into expanding. Um, and you as the boss, um, think about what um, value you put on your time as well. So you don't want to spend all your time doing the admin because you've lost an admin person. Um, you know, you want to be able to, you're probably best to be on site or project managing or, you know, whatever it is or don't be, you know, laying the decking boards. If you could get an apprentice to do that, you can be off finding the next job. Um, so it's about doing that project management and knowing um, who can be best suited in what position um, moving forward. And I also feel that, you know, we um, we underestimate our um, team members as to who they know and what they know. So the closer your team, your total team is aligned to, again, where we are, where the opportunities or where the challenges are, communicate that constantly, have them also engaged in the process of, you know, being part of the, the attraction model. Think about what is the employee value proposition. In other words, what makes your place of employment way more valuable than perhaps your competitors? Think about the story about where we are and where we're going. Are you truly building a legacy business? Are you building something? Yes, a lot of people are going out on their own, Matt, but does that always rhyme with success and she'll be right? Typically not. So one of the early signs of turbulence that we're going to have to work through, who's the first hire, second hire, third hire, 20th hire? Why are we getting better at the 20th hire than where we were on the first hire? What are we prepared to keep on being open-minded and learning? And these are, these are just truly, there's no money down here. There's no money down to elevate transparency and communication as there isn't no money down to think through, okay, well, what makes this an attractive opportunity for someone not only to stay but also attract their best friends who happen to be, interestingly enough, in the same industry to this business, this team, this organisation. You think about Buddy Franklin the other night and you look at his ex-coach wearing, you know, the, the, the scarf of, you know, who, who would have seen, maybe there's a fraudulent slip there, you know, Alison Clarkson wearing a Sydney, a Sydney Swans, um, you know, um, scarf could, could could be code for he's the next bloody coach of Sydney Swans. Who knows? Wouldn't the AFL love that? Although uh, John Longmire is a good thing. But you look at Buddy Franklin joining Sydney and kicking his 1,000th goal in those colours versus his original plan was to be at Hawthorne. So you think about what made him move and become a critical component of a successful team. Well, 
there's a couple of factors that went into that. But think about your own business and how that might be playing out for you. Your buddy Franklin is currently having lunch or dinner with the future employer or the future team that he wants to join. It's your job to make to ensure that that is not needed to be a lunch or a dinner. Needing to One be of the interesting things, Stefan, with that you talked about LSD Clarkson, and I I saw that and I thought, what a brilliant example is he setting to his next team that he coaches. Right? This guy has got his players back even five or ten years after they left his team for whatever reason, he is there for them. And if Alistair Clarkson was coming to coach me, I would be thinking this guy is the real deal. He has built community that lasts that long. And, you know, that can translate to business. What are your staff seeing how you're treating your former employees? How, how are you treating them? How are you talking about them? Um, you know, to show that there's some, there is actually genuine respect there. So, so when you think about the, uh, the, the, the impact and the upside of community, the impact and the, and the upside of being open-minded enough to be part of something that doesn't just need you, um, um, you know, requiring its its services and or perspective when um, when you're in, in in extreme need, but also the uh, the the journey of being part of a community that, that that you remain loyal and receive value from, for which at some point you're giving back. You know, as a community, think about community in its true sense of word. It's about support. It's about sharing. It's about true, true, true giving back at some point. So think about being part of a community or considering a network or an organisation that is the you know, the winning the winning organisation. I mean, I think about Business Benchmark Group, and the reason we called it Business Benchmark Group is because we didn't want to be the business hopeful, wishful, and one day soon group. And when you think about that and you think about the community that is, they are true great Australian stories always in the making. Um, The heat in the kitchen is pretty hot because to be ignorant or in avoidance behaviour is not cool when it comes to having the quality of life that you deserve. So which community, what network, what are you needing in the first instance? And ultimately, as you continue on the journey, what are you giving back? As a piece of the journey called community, and, and what we saw the other night from um, Alistair, and good observation there, Matt, is um, is the fact that he's giving back, and he has no qualms with putting what is a different set of colours around his neck in, in in the process. I mean, there's no judgment on that. Now let's flip our conversation as as we've got five or ten minutes to go. Let's flip our conversation. Please feel free to. Um, Pass your remarks and or statements. Thank you, everybody, for, um, for, for sharing thus far. Um, the Trady Hour, this is season number two, episode number five, building community, being part of a network. Actually, your network equals your net worth. That's something I, I learned very early in the piece of uh, being an adult and um, never has a statement been true. Your network equals your net worth. Show me who your friends are and who you hang around with and what is your net worth, and I'll tell you where you're going in life. My grandfather used to say that to me when I was a, uh, a 12 and 13-year-old. I used to look at him and think, what's he saying? 
And only now is it, you know, in the last 10, 15 years that I get to understand we choose, we choose who our network is, right? And we also choose to uh, be very active and or very uh, giving as it relates to that. So if we turn our attention from, you know, I guess the team and the struggle and the challenge of, 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 of attracting and or keeping team because and the rising cost of doing that, and we turn our attention to suppliers. When we think about community network suppliers, referrals to suppliers so you can, can, can be served, you can be looked after. Hey, knackers, go here and ask for that and I'll put an intro for you. Like today I put four recommendations in for various clients that needed to speak to other organisations about needs that they need to get solved whether it was material and or um, insurance needs, blah, 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 doing that, not because I'm going to gain from it. I don't get paid for that. But I'm absolutely giving more value to my community and network than they're paying for, and ultimately that helps them win. So if we think about suppliers, so, so James, I'll come to you regarding this because, I mean, it just lends itself, and when I look behind your um, shoulder there, some of your um, your, your sponsors there, um, when you think about suppliers and, 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 and the challenge of supply right now and the challenge of raw materials and the growing cost month on month on month for materials um, um, being passed on to, um, to, to, to trading and construction-based businesses right now, what are your tips on how to manage that relationship? Yeah, I think it's important to um, look after those relationships um, and, you know, you might have long-standing relationships and if you can, you know, get a quick buck, um, you know, by going to someone, um, I think it's important. So we, you know, see people like that are frame and trust suppliers and they're making sure they're looking after their long-term customers um, before just chasing the dollar of the next big thing and the quick sale. Um, so it's good in the short term to think I might make a little bit more on this job, I'll do it. But remember that your main customer base and the people that you've been working with um, and continue to look after them in these times. Obviously, you can't wear all the costs. If you can look after a long, you know, standing customer base, um, that's going to help you moving forward. I think they say you know, 20% of your customers is 80% of your, um, your, your business. Um, so remember that and look after the people. Um, but then also um, uh, be adaptive to look at change. Um, and if um, one of your suppliers doesn't have materials, um, look at the other way. So we, you know, if hind timber don't have the timber, then look at your AKD. Have a look at your um, other timber suppliers. Um, you know, go to a Bowens or wherever the um, supply is, um, and just use your network, expand your network. Because um, the more people you know and talk to, um, the more likely you're going to be able to achieve your outcome. Because you don't want to be saying no to work because of materials. If you've got the manpower and you're able to get the work done, um, then there's got to be a way to find that material. Um, and that's yeah, like well how people. Yeah, well said. So again, you know, future pacing, future, um, fu fu you know, understanding your work in progress schedule and truly being ahead as it relates to the transparency, the communication, treating your suppliers as if they were partners in your business, not how am I going to get $1 cheaper a length of wood in your case, right? So treating them as partners, truly getting to understand why is it that we've had increases and or a changing a changing environment as it relates to the supply chain. What is it that I can do to make your job easier when you talk to your partners, otherwise known as your supplier? So doing that in such a way where you are always ahead, 
which, by the way, is the difference between being the best carpenter in your business versus being the best owner of a carpentry business. Very, very different, I guess, approach to what we're talking about. Well, even the people bit. But when you're the best owner of a carpentry business or an electrical contracting business or a building construction business versus being the best operator or builder or carpenter or electrician in the business, you have a very different approach to partnerships versus suppliers. Yeah, correct. Matt, take us out here today, mate. What are the uh, what are the the top three parting shots or the your top two parting shots as it relates to network community? And what communities are you involved in? Yeah, so well I'm involved in a trade association just like Carpentry Australia, but one for sign writers and you know the the networking and information they've given has just been invaluable throughout the COVID period and just generally as as a business, you know, advisory, um, workplace issues, contracts and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's so important to be part of those groups. Um, our suppliers, like, you know, we we are there for our suppliers if they have used our premises for training um, and anytime they need need something, you know, we're happy to bend over to help them because they look after us really well and just, you know, even forecasting what are we what are we needing in the next six months so that they understand. And it also helps them to be able to supply us, but also because we've told them what they need, what we need, you know, they're more likely to, to feel an obligation to make sure they supply. Um, and the third one, I think, is, you know, community of you know, your staff. Um, it's just so important to be more than just a workplace. Uh, especially, you know, if, and a lot of trades are hiring like young adults, um, and you know they're they're social beasts, um, and the workplace in this day and age needs to be more than just a, a you know grindstone. Um, they need community at work, you know, whether that's amongst the staff, you know, staff and the management and all that. And it's just so important to foster that and um, help them to look at the workplaces, you know, a bit more than just a workplace. Brilliant. And, and James, parting shot on your behalf? Yeah, I just think um, if there's any associations like Matt's a part of, if you're in carpentry, I sign up with us. It's a very small cost. It's free for apprentices. And we become that support network that you need um, rather than trying to make 100 new relationships on a weekend. Um, just a one phone call to us will get connected with the people. Um, and there'll be times you don't even know you need, um, you know, insurance. You don't know you need a website. You don't need a um, business card, but when it does come that you need it, um, you've got a network that can help. Um, and if you're not in carpentry, there'll be other associations or unions and things that can help you. And broader in, broadening um, your network is always going to help you um, in business um, to succeed. And when you have good people, um, look after them. And when you have good suppliers or any relationships, look after those relationships um, because, you know, if you have people in your network that are trying to make you succeed and you're trying to make them succeed, you're both going to succeed. And that's something that, uh, yeah, I think in all business is very important. Yeah, well done. So the tradie out, season number two, episode number five. My parting shot as it relates to the conversation and the, and, and the very healthy conversation we've just had here is it never, ever surprises me that all my problems today, every one of them started out as a great idea, every one of them. 
So the better I align myself, the better I remain curious to align myself with a network, a community, not so much something that, that makes me uncomfortable, but something that helps me understand that by being uncomfortable, I break through to a whole new level. See, a business benchmark group, and I invite anyone, anyone that's running a trade or construction-based business at the level of a million dollars to $10 million in revenue, anywhere up to 15, 20 people on your team, I totally, totally invite you to put your hand up and uh, register for one of our business evaluation sessions. And if you can get into my diary, I'll turn up and do that with you. But um, building a community or being part of a community, either or someone's leading something, it's your responsibility to say yes to things that might feel a little awkward and a little uncomfortable to begin with. But as you continue the leverage of belonging to something that's going somewhere and eventually you become, by virtue of association, something that becomes an expert in your field, you'll have a waiting list of the best A-graders A-graders that want to join your team. And you'll also have, which is where payday totally turns up, a collection of A-grade customers that truly want to keep on doing work with you. So thank you, James. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, everyone that participated this afternoon at the Tradey Hour. We look forward to seeing you next week as our last episode for season number two, the Tradey Hour, proudly presented to you by Business Benchmark Group. Thank you, everybody. Have a great rest of the day. Cheers. Thanks, guys. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.